This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Living a life with no fear and recognizing that death is an illusion makes it worth it. The nature of ultimate reality can only be understood when looking from its own viewpoint. That is to say, one's conditioned perspective of reality must be put aside. The simplest explanation is to consider that one's life in the world and universe as the characterization of a dream. Into this dream, each dreamer is born. To the dreamer, the world and universe have the appearance of being real. The dreamer takes himself to be real and therefore the world and universe this person is in to be real. The dreamer knows that he has come into this life. Therefore, at some point, he will go out of life. The dreamer knows that although he will die, the world and universe and fellow dreamers will persist after his death. But the dream will continue when the dreamer no longer exists. None of this is so. When the dreamer ceases to be, the dream ceases to be. Only within the dream is it a legitimate question to ask, how then can life and the world and universe be? Any answer would entail the processes of time, space, and cause, and effect. Such processes occur only within the dream itself. Therefore, any answer will be an answer within the unreal dream. The point is that all that is apparent to the dreamer is simply that, an illusory appearance. What appears to be or actual is not the same thing as what is real or actual. What is actual is ultimate reality. Ultimate reality can be characterized as empty, no thing or nothingness. Valeria Telles interviews Robert Wolf, the author of Emptiness, Robert Wolf on the Ultimate Teachings of Ajata Sunyata. Robert Wolf, 85, lives in Ojai, California, He has been teaching self-realization for more than 30 years. He is the author of Living Non-Duality, Abiding in Non-Dual Awareness, Awaking to Infinite Presence, Always Only One, Ramana Maharashi, The Teachings of Self-Realization, One Essence, Science of the Sages, and The Enlightenment Teachings of Jesus, The Gospel of Thomas. Meet Robert at livingnonduality.org and ajatasunyata.com. Here's the interview with Robert Wolf. In your own words, who is Robert Wolf? Well, uh, someone who lives in Ojai, California. What is love to you? What is your idea of what love is? Well, again, you mentioned before when we were talking 
that you had read parts of uh, my latest book, which is titled Emptiness. And that book is all about a jada. And if I'm the answer from the standpoint of a jada, the point of that uh, book is that um, there's nothing that is real uh, in terms of the world or the universe or anything in it. So, you know, from that standpoint, things like the question about love uh, doesn't really <laughs> apply. Okay, so outside of that understanding, Ajara, are there answers beyond or before or in between that idea? Well, again, if I were to answer that from the standpoint of Ajata, the point that uh, Ajata is making is that from the start, there's been no creation uh, or origination, which means that what we seem to experience and the person who seems to experience it are not actual or not real in, in any ultimate sense. So that that puts the end to <laughs> yes, actually put an end to all questions, right? All That's questions, right. all mm -hmm. answers, everything. There's nothing really to talk about in a way, but uh, what do you call this? It's not real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the mind doesn't understand that, but something in me does. What is this all about? What is this experience of having a conversation, of having a body and, and all this we call life? The scriptures would call it illusion. Ah, I just try to, I guess what I try to do with what I do, reading all these books, writing books myself, and uh, watching you on YouTube and reading your books and everybody else's words on it, is if this is an illusion, and we know it is, how can we make this dream, I call it a dream really, more of a dream and not of a nightmare? Do we choose? <laughs> do we get to choose <laughs> that? <laughs> your, your word dream is one that I use quite often in, in the book on emptiness because a lot of uh, spiritual teachers uh, liken our experience uh, to a dream. In, in other words, at night when we're sleeping, we are dreaming uh, of some world and the events in it. And of course, we're the central character in that. So the point they're making is that because we take ourselves to be real, that is uh, actual, right. we look out on a world and we conclude that the world is real as well. But the fact that we are not real means that when we look out, what are we going to see? Are we going to see what's real or are we going to see what's not real? So that that's the point, is that, um, is that we take the world to be real because we take ourselves to be real. And thinking about waking up from that dream, being awakened, as so many teachers say, that is not really realizing that you get to choose to live now a dream within the dream, as I said, uh, instead of a nightmare. But it's just being, just being free in the sense of just being there for whatever comes, the way it comes. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, in other words, um, from the standpoint of the world being an illusion or the universe being an illusion, it doesn't really matter what you do. It doesn't matter uh, whether uh, you choose this or choose that. In the end, none of it is real. The ultimate reality is 
is emptiness, actually. Right. So it doesn't matter what we do. That's right. a major point. That's a question that just came today about how do we tell the pain? How do we manage to get to that space of nothing's real? So even the pain that I'm feeling now, which I am feeling the pain, but it's not mm -hmm. real. So how do we get to navigate through physical pain, Robert? Well, again, it's the point of recognizing yourself. In other words, recognizing that, that none of this is real. We do what we do. If we're in pain, we mm, suffer or enjoy the pain. But the point is recognizing that in the ultimate sense, none of this is real and none of it makes any difference. Talk to me about the book, Emptiness, uh, Robert Wolf on the ultimate teaching of Ajada. I'm not sure if I can pronounce the other one correctly. Sanyada. Sanyada, yes. What are these? Well, for 33 years, I've been teaching non-duality, and the Sanskrit word for that is Advaita. What non-duality is pointing us towards is actually a jada. So you might say that a jada is, is the deepest understanding of non-duality. Non so that, that's what I would say about it. Is there anything about life and death that is still a mystery to you? No. One of the challenges with this dream that seems to be real is that we get to be in touch with other human beings who are going through a lot of uh, confusion and a lot of suffering. So is that somehow the intention of your work, to ease the suffering? Yeah, well, that, that's actually yeah. the point of a jada. The point of a jada is to recognize that not anything that takes place in what we presume to be our life has any real meaning. And what comes to emptiness? I have a question for you. Oh, something that I found in your book. Yes, it says, emptiness is the true nature of apparent forms and phenomenon. So what is the nature of emptiness? Well, it's purely empty. In other words, um, several times in, in there I quote uh, uh, the Heart Sutra, which says that form is emptiness, emptiness is form. Right. So emptiness is what form is, which is why it isn't real. And uh, while form seems to appear, it, it is empty of reality. Do you sense anything... That has to do with love, as we humans are so attached to, in my case, this idea of love, of kindness. So is there anything? Yeah, but, you know, love and kindness are within the dream. In other words, it's part of what we think of as uh, going on in the world or the universe or our lives or whatever. But ultimately, the dream is not real. So anything that occurs within the dream It makes no difference. I mean, whether it's love or whatever is the opposite of love, it's all within the dream. Maybe we don't call it love. That's not the word. There's no word for it. Do you see that happening in you? Like now it's just um, you're trying to help others from a place of emptiness. Well, it, again, it doesn't really matter what we do. Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so whether I help people or not, It doesn't really matter. So I wake up in the morning, I put my feet on the floor. <laughs> What am I going to do today? And uh, so 
you know, if it's, if someone wants to define that as love, they, mm-hmm. they're free to do that. But right. it makes no difference whether you, what, what you do. So another question I have for you, Robert, is, that, is, is there a direct path to self-realization, to this understanding, to this contact with emptiness? As I said before, uh, I've spent a large part of my life teaching uh, Advaita, which is non-duality. And um, the point of uh, Advaita is there is no self, that the self is is not anything real, uh, that that there is instead uh, of the self, there is one actuality in, in the universe. And so that would be uh, non-duality, the the oneness, as it were. So the the point of of Advaita is that uh, we are not who we think we are. We are not an individual or a person. That there's something more universal to uh, what is present. So, uh, yeah, the the fact that there's no self is is the major teaching of, of Advaita. So getting to understand that, not intellectually, I guess I'm trying to ask the question about what are the ways to get there, to get deeper or to be in touch, access that emptiness. Is that what what it takes, really, being quiet and by ourselves most of the time and or not really? We we can get to that realization being uh, in the business of the illusion. What Advaita is teaching is that there's only one actuality right. and that all things are that with a capital T. Right. It isn't that we need to seek anything. We simply need to recognize that we are what we're seeking. Mm-hmm. So there isn't right. anything we need to do except right. to come to the place where we recognize that uh, we do not exist as an individual and that we are what we, we seek to Fine. But why does it happen? Do you have an idea why some of us are able to get there to those deeper questions and explore them and some of us don't? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I've often wondered that myself. But right. for some people, as, as you indicated, uh, there comes a time when they when they question w- what this is all about. Yeah. And, uh, and depending on how sincere they are in the question, they sooner or later find the, the answer. I have a fun question for you. I know it has to do with the illusion. What do you appreciate most about being in the human body or the illusion of being a human body in this reality? You know, when, when you recognize the truth of these uh, teachings, yeah. you are spontaneous and uh, living in the moment. So I guess that's one of the things that I appreciate most is the fact that uh, that every moment is the moment. The moment can end at any moment. (laughs) The moment can end at any moment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's the fascinating part. True, and it doesn't end. Um, Yeah, there's nothing to end anyway. Mm, That's true. (laughs) And I love what you said. One of the videos that I watched, um, at the end, you said something really, I mean, it's just something just kind of made me smile. You said, 
live a life with no fear and recognizing that death is an illusion makes it worth it. Talk to me for a moment about this illusion of fear, Robert. What do we do about it? <laughs> uh, well, again, it's to whom does the fear occur? Mm. Yes. So if, right. if you have a sense of being uh, someone to whom something will happen, then there's fear. But if, if you uh, don't have that sense of being some individual or person, then where does the fear reside? I love the way you title your work, Living Non-Duality, because it is about living it and not just intellectualizing and just, you know, I, I know now and then what? It seems to me like it comes, even becomes stronger in a way, not stronger, it's not the word, but it's become more, more real, that which is not real, as we are closer to lose the body or to leave the body. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? That's what it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing is, with, you know, our life as we envision it can come to an end at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and being aware of that is what makes living and paying attention to the moment, being in the moment, important. I do have some parts, sections of your book, passages that I have here. You say birth, life, and death are non-existent. Not mm-hmm. anything moves in emptiness. So there's no movement there. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is a dream of an unreal dreamer within the unreal dream. <laughs> and I don't know, but every time I get in touch with these ideas, which is, they are not ideas, they are the truth, it makes me laugh. And also the body, and I, I, I talked to you briefly off record about this, something seems to move within the body energies. Like reading your book, I felt, emptiness book, I felt... The belly area, the energy is moving, like burning sensations, and then moving up to the chest area and kind of mm-hmm. going. And talk to me for a moment about these experiences we have when we read words like those. When I'm your, in your presence now, I feel it too. Well, again, you know, if, if you're in a dream at night and you experience some feeling or another feeling, what difference does it make? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. So it's the same thing here. You know, if, if you recognize that none of this uh, so-called existence is real, uh, what does it make? What, what's occurring? And I remember having a, a lucid dream, as some people call it, and I remember navigating that reality in a sense of trying to wake up other people. Oh, you know, like really uh, enthusiastic about the the fact that I was awakened in the dream. And I was like, I wanted to tell people around me. They always sleep. All these people are sleeping. I'm like, I wanted to wake them up. And they were not waking up. And I was just by myself doing that. And and that kind of uh, brings me to this uh, illusion reality we live now that I kind of, we try to do that too, in a way, to do you try to do that, wake up people who are asleep? <laughs> uh, well, you know, most most everyone has an idea that what they're seeing isn't all there is right. to what's going on. Right. And uh, most everyone who recognizes that wants to really know what is going on. So 
So there's always a common ground um, to begin with to, you know, talk about these matters. And for someone who has seen through to what that's all about, um, basically teaching Advaita is uh, just a matter of answering questions about it that uh, that clarifies the picture for people. You mentioned Krishnamurti. He said, when there is the discovery, the experiencing of that nothingness as you, then fear completely drops away. So it takes that discovery in experiencing the emptiness for that to dissolve. Do we get to know that, Robert, from the body-mind perspective when that happens? Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned before uh, waking up and and essentially when one recognizes what, what I've written about, um, that's waking up. In other words, you see through to what is the truth of our reality. Yeah. And, and you know you know when, when that occurred. Yes, so there's a knowing there. It's very subtle, though, very subtle. One way you know that is because questions end. There are no questions anymore. No questions, no seeking anymore. That's right. Mm-hmm. You you also wrote, or I wrote something here, um, we need to let go of that sense of concrete reality. Oh yeah, you said that in your book, Emptiness. We need to let go of that sense of concrete reality and see all things as illusion-like. So you use the word need in a sense, almost like an urgency that we need to do that. Why did you choose to use that word, need? Yeah, that, that's a, a good point. But whether we do that or not isn't really important. In other words, the idea we have is that we need to uh, wake up, but that's occurring within the dream. Whether we wake up or not doesn't really matter. Mm, right. So for those people who think it's important, then we can do that. But if we don't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so the words that we use also don't really matter. We Nothing use... really matters. <laughs> right. <laughs> With that in mind, or in this conversation, nothing really matters. Do you have any, no fear, I know you would say no for the fear of losing the body, of leaving this body. Do you have any concerns, any thoughts about it all, anything? If you have the thought of losing the body. Well, you know, as you said before, there will come a time uh, when we close our eyes for the last time, and there's no fear of what follows that for me. But like most people in the dream, one would prefer that it not be a, a painful or difficult right. yeah. situation. But th- that's just a preference that one has, and, and it, again, it doesn't matter whether that's so or not. I love that clarity about having preferences, having this illusion that we are choosing, but then also letting go of if it happens, doesn't happen, doesn't matter. We just have to stay present to what is. Yeah. It's like, you know, when they're in the supermarket, we uh, we choose granola rather than uh, <laughs> Rice Krispies. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's just a preference, but it makes no difference whether ultimately whether we choose one or the other. What a uh, liberating work. 
I know, yeah, I call this work because it really resonates to me as a spiritual work. And for some reason, when I have seen these teachers, yourself and all these spiritual teachers, I could sense this love. I call it love. There's something about it that's just so beautiful. So thank you for that, Robert. Thank you for being open, giving yourself to this experience of illusion, the the chance to open up to that ultimate reality. Well, as I said before, you know, in the dream, it makes no difference what we do. But there are certain things that we can do that uh, create less... uh, difficulty in the dream and if you want to call that love and you know that that's what most people would probably choose to do yes yeah that's what i choose to do <laughs> yes <laughs> so the dream doesn't become a nightmare <laughs> yes <laughs> i wanted to thank you over and over thank you so much for your presence uh, not just um with me here today with the podcast but in this reality the reality illusion reality we live in a question for you about the ending questions about healing. I use that word a lot um, in a sense of uncovering what is not true so we can return to what is real. So I call that journey healing. What is healing to you? And does it matter <laughs> even to engage in it? Well, again, it's, it's an activity within the dream. It's interesting. Everything goes back to that. It's almost like I have no more questions to ask you. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> and let me see if I have anything. No, not any, nothing left, really. And uh, before we say goodbye, actually, I'll have your website there. You do have a website, right, Robert? I, I have two websites. I have one that's uh, basically about Advaita, and then I have one that's about Ajata. The first one is called uh, livingnonduality.org. Org, and the second one is um, ajatasanyata.com. I'll have those links on the podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Thank Robert. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Robert Wolf and his work, please visit livingnonduality.org and ajatasunyata.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.